0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Peeking into Success podcast. For episode 29 we have on a man that at the young age of 23 has completed so much in the football coaching world and now is into management with his first management position at Burton Albion Women. We have Joe Kirkland.
1: The Bless is open every day from 12pm serving a wide range of beers, ciders real ales, and spirits. Their kitchen also provides handmade pizzas, loaded nachos, chicken strips, and ice cream from 5:50 to 10:30 Monday to Thursday, and 12 p.m. to 10:30 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The pub quiz is very popular with anyone that enjoys a good beer and a bit of a laugh with their mates taking place every Wednesday at 9pm. There's loads of prizes to be won including £50 drinks vouchers for the winners and a bottle of wine for the best team name. Everyone's a winner. They also have a spacious function room available to hire that can hold up to 100 people. Wow, that's a lot. Perfect for birthday parties, work events, weddings and wakes. The Bless really comes to life at the weekends with their branded nights of stone love and Fully Loaded, where the DJs play alternative, indie and rock music spanning the generations until the early hours of 2am. There really is something for everyone in what is arguably Derby's best pub.
0: Hello Joe, how are we today?
2: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And hopefully, we're going to get a bit of a insight into the world of women's football and management from yourself over the course of hopefully an hour. Um, so, for anyone that doesn't know you, Joe, how would you sum your role up and what you do in a nutshell?
2: Yeah, so I'm, I'm the football uh, manager of Burton Albion Ladies. Um, I've been involved sort of within Burton Albion for. Quite a few years. Um, I, I'm originally a fan, sort of coming to games 14, 15 years old, um, and I've held a couple of roles, um, sort of in the the lads' academy. And um, I was there for probably about two years, one and a half, two years, and then I made that transition over to the girls, um, maybe two and a half years ago. Originally to the under-18s side, um, it is sort of my life in general. Really, I think it's pretty much sort of revolves around football, um, always sort of. You know, again, being involved with in football and doing things around it, so that pretty much I think sums me up.
0: Nice. Um, so, of course, you mentioned that you were coaching in the boys' side, and you transitioned to the women. What What attracted you about women's football, and made you want to pursue kind of coaching and management on that side compared to the men and the boys?
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because a lot of the sort of coaches from the girls' side actually go into the men's and I was obviously the other way round um, I was coaching a lot of the foundation phase players at, at Burton and that, that was great learning a heck of a lot from a lot of the other uh, sort of coaches at the club um, there's so many really good coaches but I got an opportunity to go as the under 18s uh, sort of assistant coach during one summer uh, just do a little bit of coaching with them and I really enjoyed it. It was challenging to go from that, you know, foundation phase players straight up to under 18s players. I just maybe felt as though I got to a point where I was quite comfortable with foundation phase. But by no means I was, you know, really good in terms of capacity to the other coaches at the club at Burton. But um, I thought I was quite comfortable with that and although it was um, I enjoyed it, I'd probably get a lot more out of coaching, you know sixteen, seventeen year old players um, at that sort of higher end. I think a lot of the time, a lot of coaches um, maybe frowning it a little bit to go from the foundation phase straight to being in and around sort of the senior sort of setup and side. But I loved it, and I think the girls as well. I, I always want to challenge myself, and again to go from foundation phase lads to, to girls under 18s, It was a challenge, and there's a lot of sort of managers and coaches that have said to me that actually managing boys and women's football is you know really similar. But for me, I think there's the heck of a lot of differences in terms of how you manage them. and even just how you communicate to him as well. Um, so it was challenging, but no, I sort of initially really enjoyed it. So I wanted to stay involved and I, I also understood there might be a lot of opportunities for me. So um, hence why, you know, I'm, I'm still in the game, which is good.
0: Nice. And I mean, of course, you're from Burton, you supported Burton. So I mean, kind of for the women's football, there's no kind of higher accolade for yourself to kind of manage a team related to Burton Albion. So, of course, for you, kind of, how does that feel being part of a club that, of course, has been part of your life for so long?
2: It's pride, really, because I think, you know, going to Burton Albion games as a 14, 15-year-old lad and obviously we'll have games on the Pirelli and stuff. So for me to be standing in the dugout is, uh, you know, I find it pretty cool. Um, I think the other one as well is that I know I've got a great sort of responsibility in terms of being able to grow the women's side. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's a big task, but it's something that I want to do. And I'm very passionate about having worked with a lot of the players over the last couple of years. Um, so to to represent Burton Albin as a, you know, senior sort of coach in the women's side, again, you know, if you're comparing me to Dean, though, there's still quite a bit of a, a gap sort of, you know, between the men's side. But... The long-term goal is to me to sort of maybe do a little bit with them in terms of learning, going down and watching training sessions and stuff, and maybe you know just being around it. Um, I think that's important for me to to go and sort of develop. But again, to go from a fan, you know, watching you know certain players and um, going to certain matches to actually being amongst you know professional players themselves, I think you know is uh, is pretty amazing.
0: No, hundred percent. I mean, a lot of the players. I mean, some of them, especially like John Brayford and stuff like that, what you would have seen kind of for many of years kind of be at Burton. So it's kind of cool that you would have been watching them and now you can actually go and watch them in more detail and see actually how they operate and what makes them tick, which is good is you can transfer that over to the women, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you are quite young yourself. Um, so, of course, how how has it been kind of, going straight into the coaching side and not doing what a lot of managers and coaches do by going, being a football player and going, retiring and then being a coach. How have you found that kind of transition and how people kind of respected you due to your age and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm 23. um, And I think even sort of in the women's game, in terms of our level at the minute, it's probably, I'm probably the youngest coach. Um, But I back myself in terms of, I feel as though I've had enough experiences to, to understand how to manage and um, I believe in sort of what I do just because I'm so passionate about it um, and, you know, the amount of hours over the last, I'm trying to think how, how long I've been coaching, probably seven, seven, eight years, so since I was about 15, 16 years old, um, the amount of hours every you know, night, really, um, that I've sort of, you know, doing research and stuff and um, just trying to develop myself as a coach um, so I back myself, I think not having those experiences as a player, I would have liked to play you know, as to a higher level as uh, what I did. I was never a very good player at sort of junior level. Um, but I played up until I was, I was 16 and played a little bit of college football. Uh, but again, not, not a very sort of good player. But I think actually, you know, talking to maybe some of the professionals at the club and some of the ex-players there in the academy at Burton and stuff, They've got experiences which sort of you know pass on to you know people like myself and other young coaches, which um, the lessons are really valuable. Um, yeah, so I think it's just me just making sure, sure that actually I'm doing more research than what they're doing, and I've got more actually on the pitch you know grass experience of leading training sessions um, than what they have to you know to get myself to that sort of same level. Um, but yeah, I try my best in terms of developing my knowledge to you know a professional player and trying to understand their mindset. Uh, which I think for me is really important.
0: Nice, and I mean, of course, you've mentioned your experiences of what you've had. So, for people that kind of don't know your history and your background in coaching, do you want to go into that in more detail?
2: Yeah, so um, I've had quite a sort of number of different roles, so I'll try and go through it as quick as I can. So, started coaching when I was 15, 16 at the local sort of soccer school at Woodville Rangers FC. So, that was the, the team that I was playing for at the time. Um just want to stay involved with football again, you know, really passionate about it. Really nervous in terms of that first session, I can always remember it was at one of my local schools and um I didn't know how I was gonna come across. You know, I was quite nervous in front of all the parents and, and stuff as well. Um so to go from that to, to to here is amazing, but um I had probably four years, I'm still involved with the club now, but actually sort of leading my own team probably around four years, I think. Um there, But then I've also sort of held roles with um, a few coaching companies over the years, um, which I think is you now gave me sort of a great insight into um, sort of what they do. And I've done a little bit of work at Derby County as well when I was around 16, 17. And when I first started coaching, I sort of forget that I've, I've done that at Derby, but I think I was involved for about a year with Derby, the Community Trust. And I did go down to the academy on a few occasions as well. So that was sort of my first taste of, you know, actually you know, coaches at a high standard yeah a little bit of it for me as well, I remember when I was sort of that age actually going into the academy uh, and you know again it was a pretty bit of a dream for me to you know walking around the place um you know looking at you know players that potentially might go on to play first team football for derbies is pretty cool um so I did that um I think that the biggest one for me is I had quite a few experiences abroad coaching um, so I went to Spain in two thousand and eighteen sort of as a as a sports coach did a little bit for a few months over the summer. Um, I then went back the following summer to do that, but the biggest ones uh, I went to Ghana with Burton Albion um, as sort of a volunteer sort of program in April. but I got the opportunity to coach their ladies team um, for you know a couple of trade sessions and that, that was unbelievable in terms of how I had to communicate to the players um, how they coach first of all because it was really interesting you know the equipment and everything in which they use. Uh, but then I was in California for three months last year, which is sort of the, probably the biggest thing that I've ever done. Um, so coaching a lot of sort of the junior girls teams as well out there um, for a few weeks, but I mainly just doing sort of soccer camps, as they call it. But I think in terms of coming back from that experience, um, because it was so big, you know, spent three months in California, I came back backing myself a lot more in terms of I can achieve um, basically anything, sort of if I put my mind to it. Um, because, you know, when I was 16, I would never would have thought I'd be, you know, spending and living in California, which is uh, pretty cool for the time is to what I was there.
0: And I mean, what it shows to a lot of people there is that, of course, even though you are 23, the amount of experience you've just rolled off gives you the right to, of course, be a manager and shows that a lot of ex-professionals, yeah, they've had experience of, being involved in coaching sessions and maybe working on the badges as they're kind of retiring whereas you've been in the mix you've been going to different countries you've been seeing how different teams operate and different people live I mean in Ghana for you of course there's a communication barrier as well but you still overcome that to of course lead your sessions so that just shows that you're versatile and you are more than suitable with the experience you've got to of course lead the women and um, so of course my next question moving on to of course Burton again is that you've not been long in this position so what's kind of your expectation and how has pre-season gone for you in this short amount of time?
2: I think uh, pre-season's going really well I was saying to some sort of the other coaches the other night um, there was always challenges coming to sort of the first team role here just because of how it's been previously in terms of the the being set up. So there's a lot of things to get right in terms of, you know, a little bit more backing from the club and stuff. And um, actually just, you know, on the pitch and stuff as well, you know, making sure the girls have got quality training sessions ultimately, and they feel a lot more valued in terms of eclectic from everybody uh, within, within the club, uh, which I think they do now, which is good. So I've been appointed uh, five weeks, maybe. Um, So we've had, Quite a bit, you know, hectic time, trying to get as many friendlies and training sessions in as we can. Uh, but i have 100 percent taken this, you know, six weeks ago or whatever. I think the position that we're in is amazing. I was speaking to sort of my boss, if you like, today, Paul, on the phone, and speaking to him sort of around our progression, the things that we've done um, already. It's pretty amazing. It's not just the girls within the, within the first team as well in terms of the training sessions, but it's actually you know, growing everything, trying to grow the social media a little bit more. Um, And you know, trying to get the junior coaches involved a little bit more, and the the junior players with the first team players and stuff. I think for me as well, it was was always a challenge in terms of getting my own sort of backroom staff for the first time together. There's a lot of us, so there's seven of us um, that are in sort of my my coaching staff, which is a lot. Trying to get them feel valued and feel as though that their points are always sort of taken into consideration, and they're getting a lot out of what they're doing. it's going well. I think everyone is very happy. Everyone's excited. The training session on um, yesterday Wednesday was, you know, probably the best one that we've ever had. The last three same training sessions have been, you know, ten out of ten. Um, and the attitude from the players again has been amazing. Um, it's been maybe you know, twice throughout preseason where I've, I've maybe stopped the session and said you know, things maybe aren't good enough. And the reaction from the players has been very very positive. Um, so yeah. Delight with things in terms of how they're going. Um, so, yeah, it's going really well.
0: And, of course, coming in to the setup, how were the girls around you coming in? Were they kind of welcomed you with open arms or have you had to win them over over the last couple of weeks?
2: I think um, a lot of the girls knew me already, which I think was good. I think they knew sort of how I was going to work in terms of making sure training sessions are very fast-paced. Um, and I coached them for a large period sort of last year Um, sort of once a week for probably a period of over six months maybe a little bit longer so that's quite a lot of time sort of with the players but I think for me to actually try and now get my own style across instead of sort of somebody else's um, I think it's a little bit different and I've still got to win the new players over and, and stuff so there's still a little bit of pressure there and trying to win them over but I think it didn't really take too long I think right now hopefully they're all sort of buying into what we're doing well i know that they're buying into what we're doing because um, I, I you know we can see it within the matches and stuff and i, I think I, I feel very sort of you know proud of the players as well and appreciative of the players because they're buying into that um and it's very rewarding for me to see that sort of on the pitch as well because it because it shows that ultimately the players care and, and the players want me there as well um, and not just me but the other coaching staff so so yeah it's, it's really good
0: I mean, to have the backing, of course, and as you've mentioned, just with the style, like how hard is that to implement your style and how easy is it, of course, from the old manager to yourself? How, how much upheaval have you had to do? Have you kind of built on the kind of foundations that are already there? Or have you had to completely rip them up and kind of start afresh?
2: Yeah, I think, um, no sort of disrespect to, to Tommy, but maybe towards the end of the season, um, you know, things were pretty tough for the first team in terms of maybe, you know, around the style and play, playing stuff. So, so we've started afresh, ultimately, in terms of um, trying to, you know, implement our own strategies and tactical way of playing. It's based upon the players that we've got, because I, I, feel, so I know a lot of the players, I've sort of designed it around them, which obviously, as a manager, it's important to do. Um so, yeah, we've not been able to sort of nail every principle down in pre-season. We, we would have liked to have got more, but I think there's maybe three sort of really you know, key principles that we've tried to get across. Um, we've got them across-ish, I, I think, but we couldn't have done any more. Um, but I know that on Sunday, when when the first game comes around, that the players hopefully will go into that with a, with a good understanding as to what I'm asking of them. Um and they can do it well as well, because we've had a pl- you know, plenty of training sessions on, just you know, those three simple key points.
0: Nice. And if people are coming down on Sunday, what can they expect from your team? Are they expecting to full works, or are you attacking-minded, defensive-minded? What can they expect from the Burton Albion women's team on Sunday?
2: Um, lo- loads of energy. I think you know, they've got to play with that drive, Every pass, I want it to be a good pass. Um, we, we want to strive to go and win the league. So even if a player's passing the ball, it's got to, you know, it's got to be driven in. You know, it's got to be a good pass. And just the basics done well, I think. you know, Out of possession, being very structured, uh, being hard to break down. I think it's, it, it's a good starting point for us going into the season to be like that. Um, to be disciplined, I think mentally to be switched on all the time to know, you know, if the ball goes out for a throw in there, all right, the, you know, the next action's not gonna be long coming. Um in possession, uh, we do a lot of work sort of around sort of you know, the wide areas. We wanna correct overloads in sort of different channels. Um we've not done too much work on, on, on certain areas, but I think, you know, certainly, you know, playing, you know, good, you know, five yard passes to work ourselves way up to the pitch, I think is is our idea. We're not just gonna lump it forward. And I think Teams are, you know, are probably going to expect. Uh, they're not going to expect us to do that anyway. Um, but no, we've got players as well capable of playing, you know, a really good wave and brand of football. Um, so you know, we're not just doing it, you know, for the sake of it because it looks good, because uh, it, it works, and it's shown that it's worked in friendlies against a good side so far. Um, so yeah, um, just you know, having that mindset being switched on. Um, and yet, hopefully, you know, we'll have that sort of drive to win, win on Sunday as well. Uh, all the players turning up with that sort of motivation, a little bit of aggression to win and go out there and uh, bring down the three points.
0: Nice. And of course, what I've heard from you before prior to this podcast is that you said you want to create a big team and have options. Is that something you're still working on doing? Or do you feel like you've got your team together for the first game of the season and you're going to try and stick with that kind of group of players throughout as much as possible?
2: I think, I don't mind saying that last night we had, um, towards the end of a train session, we had a, we had a conversation with a player that she's not going to be involved with us on Sunday because of how big the squad is. Um, and, and I want to mention it because I think it shows sort of what direction that we're going in. But th- this player, her reaction was so positive in terms of, you know, uh, basically turning around to me and saying, you know, oh, that, you know, that's fine. I understand sort of where where I'm coming from, and that she's going to work harder to hopefully get back a, get get herself back into the team. And um, you know, ultimately she wants to be playing as much as she can. But the reaction from the player was we, so positive, um, and that just shows the sort of you know type of people and players we've got in the squad. Um, you know, and it's great for me to ha- to have that. Um, and the last thing I want as well is, to, is, is the players to be unhappy so that communication is important from, from all of us um, the squad's still really big um, I think depending on how we are sort the of first few games of the season we will still look to bring people in if we can get better players in the, than, than what we've got already we will look to bring them in um, but at the same time um, I want to work with these players in terms of developing them to get better as individuals and as a collective as well a lot of what we've done at the minute is around the collective and the playing style tactically probably not done too much work around the individuals so hopefully we can get to a stage where we can start developing individuals a little bit more uh, and kicking their sort of footballing journey on a little bit more or two
0: Nice and I mean for development for them do they get to kind of witness but now being in the full so are they allowed to work alongside the men in at any point or kind of do you, for yourself, do you kind of work around the coaching and staff with the men to kind of get fresh points of view or kind of grow your experience and your skills more? Do you kind of gain that from Burton or is it kind of separate entities at the moment that you're hoping to join together?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably sort of you know, separate at the minute, but um, I, don't, I really don't think it's going to be long before hopefully that connection is sort of really there in terms of the first team men's side and the women's side as well. Um, I think there's a conversation with one of the, the first team coaching staff you know, the, the other week, and he's very open in coming down to it was the assistant manager um, coming down and putting on a session on, or just speaking to the girls, and even little things like that can pass on you know key messages from players which have their you know you wait for pro license, um, which is obviously the top qualification, um, and you know I'm always going to learn a heck of a lot from you know people like that as well, so. So it's not happening yet, but um, hopefully, you know, long time soon That's something that which will have hopefully happen.
0: Nice and kind of focusing on yourself now. And we've kind of had a whistle stop tour of kind of what you've done and what your experiences are. What would you say is your biggest achievement or your career high so far?
2: Um, I think I think last year I think it was probably you know. Pretty, an amazing year, yeah, I think, in terms of what I've ever had before. So to go to Ghana, the US, I'm, I'm a I'm a college lecturer as well in, within sport. Um, so I started doing that, and then again, you know, I did a lot of stuff with sort of the ladies as well. Which with the reserve side, it was tough last season, but I still sort of made progressions. Um, I think it was probably going to California. I think you know f- for me to spend three months out of there, and um, and the biggest lesson that I sort of took from that is that again, I can sort of back myself because to jump on a plane and go to the other side of the world sort of on my own um, although I've done it previously to Spain obviously California you know is completely different by far sort of the best place I've ever been to but um, I was living with host families f- for those sort of three months um, I probably I'm trying to think how many families I stayed with I think it was probably around five or six so it's having to you know go in and, and meet those host families and stay with sort of people that I've never met before and you know try, try my best to get on with them um, as well as the good coaching sessions so I think that's sort of maybe my biggest achievement, but um, I don't know. I, I think I'm sort of proud of myself in terms of where, where I've got to. When I first started coaching at 16, 17, I, my confidence—I don't think I ever had much confidence at all. I can always remember sort of working for this after-school club provider uh, at 17 years old, and I sort of didn't want to go into the reception because I was too maybe not very confident enough to even ask the reception the receptionist to you know go in and, and whatever. And to go from that to now, you know, doing interviews on the pitch I did um, last Saturday, which, you know, doesn't really phase me now if I'm being honest. And, you know, even things like this is is pretty amazing. Um, but, you know, a, an experience like California and going to Spain and stuff have all contributed to that. So, so yeah, so I think the, the America one was certainly the, the sort of biggest one for me, I think.
0: And I mean, they'll show that, well, further down the line in your managerial career of course managers have to move around they'll go to different clubs you'll kind of have to pick up your life and kind of move it around so having a three months kind of taste as you'd say into that will prepare you massively for potentially what waits and store down the line for you um is there is there a moment that you think has defined your career or do you think it's something of course you've already mentioned
2: Um, yeah I think it's probably all long term I think Um, it's all been very slow in terms of getting to this sort of stage where I'm at now in terms of developing myself I think Uh, I'm trying to really think Um, I I think it's probably just long term more so I think
0: nice that's fair enough Um, so of course you've got the game coming up Sunday you've got the season kind of ahead of you Uh, what else is happening now. So, firstly, of course, you can say where the game is on Sunday, what time, how people can kind of go and view. That would be a good starting point.
2: Yeah. So it's a three o'clock kickoff on uh, the Burton Albion 3G Astro mm-hmm. turf, and um, so it's behind the stadium. Um, so hopefully there'll be you know, some refreshments there and we've got you know some re- music playing before the match and it's going to be a special occasion I think you know, the women's section hopefully since I've come in has, has changed quite a bit and I think hopefully people can see that as well even if you follow the club on you know, the social media you can see the positive changes um, I want it to be a big occasion where there's a lot of people there supporting the girls the girls are going to thrive off that I think initially as well um, they've never really had many people to come down and watch them and I think there will. Um, I believe there will be quite a few people there on Sunday. So I think, you know, hopefully that happens and it'll be massive. Um, and you know, I'll get a lot out of it. I love it. Um, Schiffner's are going to be a tough game. It's certainly not going to be an easy one. So they've, they've got promoted, but from what I know, they're very physical, very aggressive side. Um, and I don't think we have the most maybe aggressive players within the team. <laughs> um, you know, we've got a lot of young players, technical board. but we need yeah. that sort of. Maybe a little bit more aggressive in terms of how we play. Um, so we've got to have that mental strength in terms of you know being able to dig in. It's going to be hard, uh, but uh, I'm very confident in terms of how pre-season's gone. It's uh, it's gone very well. Something's going to happen along the line where you know something you know listen we might turn up on Sunday and get and get beat three 0 But we've just got to remain calm and, and confident in terms of what what we're doing, and hopefully that will put us in good stead for the long term.
0: Nice. So is it kind of? You can only go down and play, like go down and watch, or is there kind of any other way of kind of keeping up with the scores or kind of highlights if people can't actually go down to the game?
2: Yeah, so if if you can't go down, um, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have it this Sunday just quite yet because there's still a, a few things to sort out with the media. Uh, but usually there'll be a live Twitter feed on the, the Burton Albion women uh, Twitter account, so I think it's B A F C Women, so you can follow us on there and, and, and sort of keep track of it. Hopefully there'll be a match report out on the, the, the following Monday and Tuesday as well, whether that's Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. So you can, you can view it on there. Hope to do a little bit of work with the Burton Mail. So, you know, if you look, read the Burton Mail, you can hopefully see it on there. I think that's a Thursday that it will go out. Um, so,
0: yeah. Nice. And then, of course, for yourself, what are you kind of working towards at the moment? Or have you got anything exciting happening for like to develop you or your future goals?
2: Yeah, um, I think at the minute, I think I, I just want to all the coaching roles that I've ever been in, I've always looked towards the future in terms of all right, so I'm in this now. You know, in one year's time, I want to be there. I want you know, but I think I've got to enjoy it, uh, maybe a little bit more, even in, during you know, during training sessions. I know that I get I get a lot of pride out of this and a and, and sense of value. So um, I need to take the time, enjoy every moment. I think enjoy maybe the struggles as well. Um, but I'm really looking forward to hopefully working with Dino. and Even if it's not Dino, I know the under-18s coaches who I are, know who are in the academy, Keith Gilroy and, and a few of the others, that I'm sure they'd always be sort of open to me going down and, and watching them and le- learning off them, which I appreciate. And something like that, I think I'll, I'll learn a lot from. Um, so, yeah, that's about it, I think, in terms of my development. But, again, I've just got to sort of maybe focus on the present right now because I think even for anyone in general, it, it's always we're always thinking of that next thing, the next <laughs> one. And it's tough because I don't think you're ever sort of in the present moment. So, um, you know, maybe on Sunday when hopefully we've won, you know, I really want to enjoy that. And um, yeah, hopefully it happens.
0: No, that's nice. And hopefully it does happen. Um, I know, of course, you are young, but if you can take yourself back maybe to when you started coaching, is there one piece of advice that you'd give your younger self?
2: Oh, um,. I think that's a really good question. Um, I'll probably say just keep on doing what you're doing. Really believe that what you're doing now is going to happen. I think maybe I believed it. I did maybe believe it then a little bit as well. But um, there's a lot of time. Even even last season there were so many tough moments in terms of the reserve side. So many sort of issues that that we had within within the squad. And sometimes when you're a coach and you're spending every evening literally coaching. You know, on your phone dealing with parents and text messages because we all have it. And even now, you know, I've got a, not just first team players messaging me, but there's a lot of players in all the other age groups <laughs> teams that I've I've coached previously. My phone is you know constantly going off, <laughs> uh, which I need to sort of sort of try and find a little bit of time to you know come off the phone and, and chill out a little bit. Um, but yeah, sorry, I've gone off track now. What, what was the original? No, no it was
0: fun. Um, a piece of advice that you give your um... oh. Uh,
2: Yeah, keep believing. Keep believing. I think that's sort of the main one, I think, for me.
0: Nice. Um, Is there anything that you'd do differently? So, if you went back to that starting point, is there anything that you'd do differently from then to now, if you could do it all again?
2: Yeah. um, I think I've always looked to challenge myself. Uh, maybe just to you know, challenge myself even more. I think the only reason why I've got into the positions that I have done is, you know, through always stepping out of my comfort zone. I think I, I you know, I've always done that quite well, but to do it even more, I might, you know, be in another position where I'm in a you know better position. I think there's loads of what ifs and stuff, but and I know you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, but I always look at you know, there's a guy at Manchester United at the minute who's uh I think his late twenties and he's in the first team coaching staff at Eric ten, uh, ten hawk. Man. and I know that comparing myself to somebody who's you know that's an extreme uh, circumstances but you know maybe if I would have pushed myself for that a little bit more could I have been you know I, again but I've been lazy it's fantastic but you know to be in the Man United coaching staff and um, yeah just push myself a little bit more and again you know keep believing that what I was doing is, is going to happen
0: no 100% and I think that's a nice message for anyone else that kind of wants to go into coaching that uh It's not going to come overnight, you've got to work hard, as you've said previously, you've spent many evenings doing extra work. As you said, your phone's buzzing constantly and you're putting that effort and you're putting that time in and hopefully you'll reap the rewards and younger people should realise that and hopefully put that into their roles, whether they want to be a player or a coach for a football team.
2: I think um, I think that's massive and I think if there was one message that I was gonna give and I say this to a lot of the college students at the college is that I've been coaching for seven years since I was sixteen and it's probably only really of course you get rewards through that in terms of you know, a lot of the younger kids that you coach, you know, still sort of smile and give me a fist bump today and that's amazing to sort of see their progression. But it is it's so tough as a coach. You're coaching pretty much every night, you know, for seven years. You know, that's yeah. a heck of a lot that you're investing for free. You know, it's um, it, it's so tough and most of the time your session is not going to work well, even now within the first team. I'm lucky because I've got really good people around me now, but it's very often, you know, you'll go away from the session, you will beat yourself up because you can always be better. Um, so, so yeah, so if you want to get into coaching, it's, it's going to be hard. You've really got to have that love and passion for football. If I think if, if you like football... But you don't love it, then I don't think coaching is for you. I think you've got to be pretty obsessed with with coaching. Uh, but if you are, then you, you know you can go as far as, as far as you can. I think um, because I think you've, you've but you've got to be obsessed in terms of wanting to you know do as well as you can be. Really.
0: Nice. I think that's a nice way to kind of focus on if people are wanting to get into the sport and realizing the dedication and the hard work you put in. So no, I like that. Um, we're going to move on to some quick fire questions now. Um, yeah. So you should have an answer, I feel like, for for all of them. Uh, but we'll we'll kind of just roll with it and see where we go. Um, the first couple yeah. are not football-related, so it'll ease you in. And then we've got some football-related ones near the end. Um, so the first one is your go-to karaoke song. So you've got to get up, sing a song... <coughs>
2: um i'll probably go you two beautiful day i think
0: are you getting everyone kind of involved or are you just kind of letting everyone sit back and watch you belt Uh, out this
2: classic everyone's involved for that
0: nice Uh, do you do kind of initiation songs for like the women as well like at your level is that something they kind of do or not
2: we don't uh... I do think there's other females you know the male side I think is a little bit different in terms of initiations and stuff but I don't know you know that might, might be something that I bring up to the players uh, for, for for the future because uh, no I don't know but I think that you know something like that maybe shouldn't happen I think that would be
0: good nice um, so you've got a chef come round to your house tonight and he's going to give you one drink and one meal what are you choosing
2: oh this, is, this ain't going to be quick fire Uh <laughs> um, I love a sizzling steak, but I don't think it can be. You know, I think that's too too sort of basic. A drink, I don't really drink too. I'm going to be boring. It's going to have to. It's going to have to be a Pepsi or something. a Nice cold yeah. Pepsi.
0: Nice. Kind of no, no. I'd, I'd go with Coke myself. So no, I agree. And gone. Um, I was going to say it's a follow-up question. Who's yeah. kind of joining you for that meal so you can put one person oh. to join you for that meal who are you choosing
2: okay so we've got we've got a can of pepsi we've got i love mexican and brazilian food but we're going to go for a brazilian banquet nice. uh, when i've had Bra- or oh, it's been unbelievable the best food i've ever i've ever eaten uh and then i'm also going to go it's got a brazilian banquet can of pepsi Brian glove
0: nice any any reason behind Brian glove
2: uh, my, my dad loves him um I'm quite lucky. So I'm quite friendly with Nigel Cloughson, will. Um, so, yeah, I think you know. I've Nigel Clough to, to manage Burton as well, and having that link and seeing his side sort of over the last couple of years, I love the film as well. You know, the Damn United. Mm, yeah. I think just his charisma. He's so confident within himself. Um, yeah, the stories I'm sure which he can tell, you know, would be would be pretty good. But I think ultimately, I think you know, he's a, he's a very nice nice person, nice bloke. Um, so I'm sure any sort of coaching advice or whatever, or life advice, I'm, I'm sure you would be able to uh, maybe give me a bit.
0: Great. And I mean, I like that you've chosen a football manager because it leads nicely onto my uh, next question of um, who's your manager inspiration?
2: Um, I know you asked me a similar question on the, uh, the radio of the other week. I but, uh, I, I, this, is, this is probably my favourite question, I think. I don't know, again, I love look, look, Mauricio Pochettino, the stuff that, he's, that he did at Spurs, unbelievable. In terms of actually playing style, I'll, I'll probably have to say Jose Mourinho. I know you can sort of laugh at that a little bit, but the, I, I, I love my teams to be very organised and everybody, everybody to understand what are they doing. Um, we don't want to concede defensively. Everybody's sort of at one, you know... Um, we don't want to concede. Um, I love the mentality thing as well. Everybody to have that winning mentality, uh, which you know, Mourinho is, you know, all, all around that and winning. I'd rather side with a Mourinho than maybe a Pep. Nice. I'm all for winning, ugly if it's <laughs> winning. You've got a winning football, um, and I think at, at my level as well, when you know the Sky TV cameras on, on Burton Albion women or whatever, <laughs> I could probably quit with it. But at the same time, I'm not saying that my teams are just going to sit back and park the balls because we're much more capable of doing that technically we've got so many good players which you know will um, I think ultimately you know if you come down and watch us you'll better to see what's type of football that we play.
0: No 100% um, no I, I like that it's you've not just gone with one you've kind of gone different managers for different reasons which shows that you're not solely basing yourself off oh I want to be like Jose Mourinho you're saying you're taking aspects of all managers and creating Joe's style of management, which is nice.
2: Um, no, I think I try and watch as many sort of different videos as I can of managers. Even Arteta, I've been watching the, the Newcastle documentary a little bit. At the minute Eddie Howe, um, and then I know I said previously about Sir Bobby Robson as well, which is a bit of a different one because obviously you know he, he passed away and he, 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 you know he's a lot older um, in terms of my generation. But I have watched a lot of things on him in terms of how he comes across his man management skills. Um, and yeah, I think for me to, I don't want twenty three and a lot of the players are you know the same age as me. I want to be able to manage the, the squad and individuals really well. And I think a lot, of, you know, that's more important than the actual training sessions. I think to you know have that sort of um, one-to-one relationship with each player to get the best out of them. Just in life in general, I think is is the most important thing.
0: Nice. Um, I'm now going to ask you who your favourite player is. So I want one. Men's or more women's?
2: Oh, uh, Gareth Bale. Nice. And yeah, I'm going to go for a bit, of a, a bit of a different one because I can remember watching her a few years ago, but Nikita Paris from Man United. Yes. So I remember watching her for England and, and I've met her as well at St George's Park, so uh, I'll probably have to go. I know she's not in the England squad, is she now? But, uh, but yeah, good player. I've met her as well, so uh, that's pretty
0: cool. Great. And of course, I made you name the the woman player last because I was going yeah. to say if Burton Albion kind of say right, you can sign one female to your side, who are you signing? So you could pick anyone, anyone's capable. Burton Albion, are putting up the funds for you to sign oh. one player to add to your team. Who would you pick to complement your team?
2: I think it's easy to say someone like Leah Williamson but um, I'm trying to think a little bit out of the box maybe. Um, who do I like who, who play for England? I uh, unless you Rousseau. Um I'll stick with Leah Williamson I think. You know. Rock of the back. Yeah, I think we need maybe, you know, uh, an addition to to, to the uh, defensive area of the team so um I saw Leah Williamson come in.
0: Nice. Um of course you're involved around football a lot. So is there a piece of memorabilia or anything that you've collected kind of along your way that you kind of cherish or you have like proudly displayed at home?
2: I've got, um, I, I love, maybe not so much now, but when I was sort of younger, mid teenager, I've got quite a lot of autographs from players and stuff. But when I was in California last year, um, when Gareth Bale was announced at LAFC, I said to myself, right, I've got to, you know, try my best to try and basically meet Gareth Bale, and um, I, I managed to do that twice. Mm. Um, so I've got a Gareth Bale shirt signed f- from Bale to me. Um, that's that's probably the best one. I've got a, I've got a uh, an old England, um, the World Cup winning squad, um, signed by all the players, like a picture. And then I've been looking to get a few match worn shirts and, and stuff as well, but a lot of them are championship and league one players but well, that's still pretty amazing but I'll have to go with that Gareth Fell shit.
0: nice I mean he wasn't over there for a long time so for you to meet him twice that's pretty good going great yeah um, my final question is if one person came to Burton and you yeah. could only show them one place so it's your kind of gem of Burton yeah. what are you yeah. kind of showing them
2: i don't think there's much to do in burton to be fair there's, there's, you know what there's a there's a, a mexican restaurant opened up in in burton and uh, i've been i've been in twice it's, it's really good cool. i think the, the people are amazing um so um i'm sure they'd like to hear that as well so it's called the the new mexican in burton it's next to sainsbury's so go and check it out
0: there you go. nice um and just to kind of round up where can people find you uh, the team as well as of course where you played all your home games again this season.
2: Yeah, so again, uh Burton Albion Paraly three G, uh so on a Sunday. Um kickoffs will always home kickoffs will always be a three o'clock kickoff. Um again we do a lot of work on the, the sort of social media at the minute with you know BAFC women on the Facebook, Twitter and, and Instagram. Um I've got sort of my own pages and stuff as well. It, on Twitter if anybody wants to ask me any questions or whatever and
0: I'll probably respond a little bit better on there. Um so yeah. No, wicked, and thank you for coming on, and hopefully you get a warm reception for your managerial debut on Sunday for the Burton Albion and Women's
2: team. Fingers crossed. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me on. No, thank you.
1: Want to know what's happening within Derby's black community? Or perhaps you have a story of your own to share? Then look no further than Majatu, your one-stop source for local African and Caribbean news. With our digital news platform and quarterly print magazine, Keep up to date on all of the latest in arts, entertainment, food, sports and more. Find us online at mojatu.com.